Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Take a Shot with Amem Joy Emma. I am your girl, your host, Amem Joy Emma. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to today's episode, I hope you're listening with some love, some joy, some hope, some peace. If you're not, as always, you know I'm setting that your way right about now. Listen, I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. I'm excited because I got to have a conversation with somebody that's pretty special. And her name is Jennifer Uwanaka. Listen, you're going to want to sit down for this because I'm about to tell you what this girl does. She is the founder of Beautiful Believers. She is the founder of She Believes Conference. She is the founder of Jenny U Butters. Yes, she does it all and has a full-time job. I mean, the girl does it all and she is killing the game. Do you hear me? And I got to talk to her about her journey. I got to talk to her about her organization. One thing that I love about her is she is so about empowering women to step out in their purpose, to know their worth. She's all about providing leadership development. She's all about helping women in whatever way, shape, form, capacity. She's all about the woman. And I love it. I love a girl's girl. I love women that are building and lifting other women up because you know that we need that. You could never have too much of that ever in life. So I got to talk to her. I got to talk to her about her journey. I got to talk to her about her highs, her lows. I got to talk to her about where she's going in the future. I got her to spill all the tea. And I'm excited for you to hear it. I am excited for you to hear everything. So I'm going to stop sicing it. I'm going to stop and I'm going to just let you hear this incredible conversation I had with the wonderful Jennifer Wanaka. Enjoy. Buried in the behind the time we've been stealing. So you know that Take a Shot, well, I don't know if you know, but um, Take a Shot is, I basically started it because of purpose. I believe that every single person has a purpose on this earth. And I know that people hear that quite often, but it's Mm -hmm. very obvious to me that people don't quite believe it by the way that, you know, they live, they live their lives as far as taking a shot, as far as going for that dream. A lot of people mm-hmm. that I talk to, it doesn't matter what age, still have dreams and things that I ask them, you know, are you going to do this? Are you, are you, are you going to follow through with that? You seem so passionate about it. And, you know, they don't, they don't take that shot. And so purpose is really important to me because I need people to know like, Hey, you were born for something. And that thing that you were born for, you have to do it unless something inside of you dies. So you have to take that step of faith. And I started the podcast to kind of share my experiences, life experiences as I'm taking a shot in hopes that it inspires other people to do the same. And I believe that you're doing the exact same thing. And I, I genuinely love what you're doing. I love this, you know, you, you have a conference, you, you know, you're doing so much. I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing. But first of all, I want to ask you, that when you hear the word purpose, what comes to mind? Um, thank you so much, Amanda. It's Like I said, it's an honor to be able to speak and connect with someone else who is actually doing what it is that they've been called to do. Yes. Um, and I love the word purpose. Like you said, we talk about it all the time. But what is that? And like, how do you really define it for yourself? Yes. Um, 
But for me, when I think of purpose, or if I'm talking to someone about defining your purpose, I automatically think about anointing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that someone's purpose is something that they have literally been anointed by God um, to do in life. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that everyone just has one sole purpose. Um, I believe there's different gifts and talents that we naturally have given to us by God. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of like being able to truly walk in that purpose, walk in that anointing. Okay. So, so with that being said, then what is your purpose? So what have you, what have you found as you, you know, been on your journey? Yeah. Um, whew, I was looking at that question and I was like, gosh, that was like, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when I think about myself and I think about what has God really been like, like great to me, you know, anointed me to do on this earth. Um, I automatically have like, I'm compelled to think about myself and in terms of like encouraging others. I, I know that for sure that it's my like, number one strongest strength and ability is to encourage others mm. taking a step further um how do i use that gift to be able to walk in my purpose obviously um women i think mm. it's, i've definitely been called to i've definitely been purposed for um i grew up in a big family of girls mm. um ironic not even ironically i think that's definitely for a big purpose but um right. i thought my purpose is definitely connected to women and being able to connect women to their purpose and being able to encourage them to have confidence and walk in that anointing, whatever it is that God has called them to do um, and do it gracefully as well. So I, I definitely think that <clears throat> my biggest calling in life is, is certainly being able to connect women to their God-given gifts, talents, abilities, um, and do, do so gracefully. That's awesome. So now, how did you, what was your journey like to get there? Because I've talked to some people, you know, and they have, you know, the the question still remains like, how do I find it? How do I find it? How do I find it? So I want to ask you, like, did you just wake up and you just know, like, did did, did you just, you know, get up and God be like, oh, this is your purpose? Like, was there a journey? And, you know, what was that like? gosh yes wow I wish it was like just laying down one day and like being like god oh my gosh this is my purpose Um, no (laughs) um I definitely think that god has been preparing me like all of my life Mm -hmm. to meet the needs of various women um Mm -hmm. I say that to say because I can remember being at a young age always being in some sort of friendship like circle or like you know they call it cliques mm. back in the day with other girls and always just not be feeling good enough not always you know always want feeling like I need to compete or you know maybe I, I felt like I wasn't loved enough or I wasn't cherished enough and so I always found myself in these girlfriend relationships that probably were not the best Mm. Um, for me and for what it is that I, you know, was called to do. And I right. went through a lot of insecurity, a lot of lack of self-worth um, with those type of um, relationships. And as I grew up and as I went and like got into college, um, started getting more into ministry and knowing who God was, was when God was like, you're not called to be a part of a certain clique, oh, you know, of girls. On. I've yes. called you to be available and to be open for all women, right? Yes, um, yes. And for some reason, I would start noticing like girls, like just kind of like 
you know, wanting to like develop relationships or connect with me in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, I've always had sisters. So for some reason, I always wanted to like have all these other girlfriends. And I just love the whole thought of community. Mm. So I think going through a lot of like those hardships that I had with friends growing up and not feeling worth it, you know, worthy enough was really where kind of God was like, well, you need to like, I want you to actually have a community, a circle of women that can be able to know who they are in Christ, be able to love who they are and be able to walk in that boldly regardless of any of their circumstances. Um, So I found myself a lot doing things on my own as I got into like my um, mid twenties and later Mm twenties. I mean, I always wondered like, God, like, why are you doing this? Why am I having to like go to events and things like that alone? And it's because he was like, I'm shaping you. Like I'm I'm preparing you for what it is I've called you to do. And um, I'm not even totally there yet. So, um, and I'm, I'm enjoying the journey, but um, it's been a long one. I love that. I love that. What I hear from you, um, the part that I really picked up was you talking about, you know, your being alone for a season and God using that to shape you and form you and, you know, that deepening your relationship with them. A lot of times I feel like we are, you know, afraid of, you know, being alone, whether it's being alone to hear your own thoughts or just the fear of being alone because you don't want to face whatever it is you want to face. But Mm -hmm. I mean, in that space is where, you know, you get to know God more in that space is where you get to know yourself and learn yourself. And so I I absolutely love that. I know people are really scared of it, but man, what, when you come out, it's, it's a tough season. You get there. Yes. You come out of that. You are so much stronger. So I love that. So I want to talk about beautiful believers. I, first of all, I love that. I want to talk about, because first of all, you know, you were talking about, you know, women and so I, and, and the community that you admire. So I'm guessing that Beautiful Believers came out of that. But I want you to dive a little bit deeper and tell us, like, how did this, how did you get the idea? Um, what is it? The name is gorgeous. And so I want you to talk about why that name as well. Awesome. Gosh, I, ma'am, I cannot even tell you. Um, that I sat and was thinking, what should this be called? Like, I don't know a name. Like, right. and I just like came up with a name. I kid you not, I can't take credit for it. It was all God. Like, I can't even, like, I don't even know where the name comes from. It just, God, like, just literally one day was like, you know, it's going to be called this. At first, I was thinking about something that has to do with, you know, women tend to, you know, not really embrace the beauty of being a woman, right, right. as a Christian right. woman. So I wanted something that related to like not only outward outward beauty, but also our inward beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think the most beautiful thing about a, a, a Christian woman is like being a believer. So when I think about like you know having confidence walking in your part your your purpose bold like boldly walking in your purpose yeah. um I think of someone who's a believer right and then I think of that scripture where it talks about like how beautiful the feet are of the believer right mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh man god like that's what women are we're, we're beautiful I mean in every single way so and we're right. also believers so I was like it only made sense to be like we're beautiful believers right um but <clears throat> I love it. I, 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 it's like my baby, <laughs> three right. years old now. Um, oh, but that's kind of how, <laughs> thank you. 
that's kind of how um, Beautiful Believers kind of came about um, and we're continuing to grow. So what, so I see that you actually have the platform beautifulbelievers.org. So what do you do on the platform? What can women expect from this platform? Awesome. Yes, we are a 501c3 organization in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do is we have monthly meetups. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those monthly meetups, we have um, kind of it's kind of like a different, ta- uh, uh, you know, take on from like a typical Bible study where women meet together. But it's like we're meeting together and you, each time we have different topics mm-hmm. and we have conversation around those topics. And we get real like it's a space where it's like, OK, this is a safe space mm-hmm. where women can actually talk about things they're facing, they're going that's through. Good. Good. Um, and we have good food while we do that. So we do that once a month. And then, of course our annual conference which is our she believes conference that takes place every year around end of april mid um, early may mm-hmm. um, where we come together for just a day of empowerment hearing from different speakers talking about our purpose and how we can be able to define that more in our lives um, as well as connecting with one another like i mentioned earlier before like our biggest thing is having a good circle of women. Yes. And I think a lot of women just don't have that really good mm-hmm. network of women around them. Mm-hmm. They have women around them, but mm-hmm. they may not have the best women in their circle to support them and, you know, what it is that they've called, that God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. So through that, um, that's kind of what our day um, is all about. And we really just focus on supporting all different types of women from high school to uh, seasoned women. That's awesome. Now you talked about what you dove right into the next question. You talked about the She Believes Conference. And so I want to talk about what you spoke a little bit about, you know, wanting to build a community and wanting women to be able to, you know, uh, meet with one another and, you know, learn from one another and grow together. But I want to talk a little bit more about She Believes Conference and talked about just the inspiration for it. And, you know, because you said you meet up every month. And so Mm -hmm. what caused you to decide, no, we need a conference? You you, you know what I'm saying? Like what, there are some people that, um, I've heard say God has called them to to start a conference and they've struggled with, you know, what would make this conference different because there's there's a lot of conferences. So I want to talk to what inspired this, what, what makes you want to do this? Absolutely. Gosh, everything. I'm in the midst of the putting the finishing touches on our, um, our third conference this year. So I'm really excited. Um, But yeah, I believe every woman at some point in their life, at some season, they, women just need to come together. Yes. They just need to get away from the stresses of work, life, family, children, whatever it is, and come together for a day to remind them or God reminds them of who they are in him mm-hmm. and put them back on track, okay? Like, I think a lot of women come with so many ideas, so many desires, so much hope, but a lot of it is unfulfilled. Mm. Um, And the purpose of the She Believes Conference is to empower women and to remind them that God has not forgotten about you, that he is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. So that's why we call it She Believes. So it's just a a really great way to remind women, like, God has you. He has a purpose for you. He wants to use you. Now we need to give you some tips to be able to equip you to do that. So that's kind of where the She Believes Conference um, uh, was uh, built on and um, founded upon. I love that. I love that because it's so neat in today's day. Now, I want to talk to you about your journey to building because 
again, this is about taking a shot. This is about taking a shot of pursuing your purpose. And as you know, <laughs> this is not easy. As you know, like oh. you have to deal with so much. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. First of, of all, um, when you first started, like the first onset, when you had the, when you got the idea and you were like, I'm going to move forward with this. Um, did you deal with fear and doubt? And <laughs> what were your thoughts, you know, when you were, you know, what, what, what did that sound like in your mind? What were those fear and doubt thoughts that you had? And then how, you know, obviously you overcame it because now you're flourishing, you've been flourishing for three years. So how did you overcome those, those, you know, doubtful, fearful thoughts? I, I would definitely speak to starting um, Beautiful Believers. <laughs> um, we started out on a platform. We started out on a, you know, our WhatsApp um, platform where we just were able to share a lot of encouragement, um, advice, prayer, mm-hmm. all these different things on there. But mm-hmm. I knew that that's not where we were going to stop at. I knew that that was God was just forming a community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew he wanted to take it a step further and actually have physical community with women um, but I just wasn't sure if what I was doing was going to be something similar to what someone else was doing. So I think in the beginning, I struggled a lot with knowing that God had wanted me to do what he had put on my heart to do, but then feeling as though, well, there's already like, there's right. already this girls, women's organization that I know of, and they're doing very similar things that we're doing. And mm-hmm. I don't think mine would be that much different. So I struggled a lot with like doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled a lot with people feeling like I was going to be judged by people, by them not maybe believing in what it is that you yeah. know God has called me to do. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had to get out of that space. I will also say something funny, funny story during the time where like Beautiful Believers was being birthed. I was in a place where physically where I was living, where I was in a place of fear where I lived. Um, and I struggled so much with like the whole like beginning of beautiful believers because I was in a place that I was, I did not feel safe. I was always scared. I was always doubting. And Mm -hmm. on my apartment, I had mice all in my apartment. I was living with students because I was like a residence hall director and I literally had no peace with where I was living but yet I knew God had put this something on my heart and I always tell people this story because it's funny because like to this day when I tell the nice story I'm like literally beautiful believers was like burst out of my place of like just physical fear mental like you know doubt um so like I just felt like everything was coming against me um but it's it's just funny because it's God will do certain things sometimes you think it's like oh the devil that's doing things to you he may right. use some trials that God puts you through to intimidate you but sometimes God is like look I'm gonna put you in a place where you're struggling with fear and I'm gonna show you how you're gonna be able to overcome it that's good um, I, I was able to overcome that fear but I certainly face a lot of doubt a lot of anxiety a lot of oh are people going to think that I'm doing the same thing or am I going to be successful at what I'm doing or is this being what God wants me to do, you know, type of things. And once I moved past that, um, I was able to clearly see this is something that God wanted me to do. And I think that the ice on the cake was when we actually had our first um, She Believes um, conference. And that's when I was like, okay, I can do this. Right. This is what I have to do. People are giving me great feedback, right? So it's kind of like, well, you just got to keep going, right? Right, so. right, right. So I, speaking of keeping going, that's you've been you've been doing just that. And the thing about when we first start out, it takes a lot to to start something. It takes a lot of courage, but then it takes 
persistence to keep going, especially when things don't look like and the way you want them to look like, or you're just going through life stuff. And so it's just easy to, to lay it all down and say, I'm done. So what has kept you, what has motivated you to be consistent? Because I know people talk about that a lot and people talk about that a lot because it's a real thing. And, you know, in being consistent, you know, you find your, your, your voice, you find your strength, you learn so much more about yourself and you get better, you know, you get all of that, but it's hard to do that when, you know, sometimes you feel defeated or, you know, you know, you know, you know, the struggle. So what has motivated you? You've been doing this for three whole years. What has kept you like, you know, I hate to sound so cliche, (laughs) um, but I I would definitely say it's been God that has kept me. Um, I've, I've had some very, very weak moments you know, through this journey. And I've had some very, very strong and uplifting moments. There have been times where I have felt like, you know what, God, no one, no one cares what I'm doing. Mm. No one's helping me do this. I'm doing this all by myself, you know? Mm. Um, but God has always been there to remind me that he's my strength, right. that he's the one that has put this in my heart. So he's not going to basically allow his reputation to be tarnished (laughs) Um, because of what I'm thinking like he's he's God so like Mm -hmm. whatever he does whatever he's called us to do is going to be successful if his hand is on it so that has really been my driving factor at times where I want to give up um, at times where I just you know I don't even want to do this anymore but at the same time it's like I can't, it's like a, having a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't want to be a mom anymore. I don't want to do anything more. But it's like, you have this love, you have this passion for what it is that you're doing. It's like, you can't ever get away from it. And I really just right. think that it's God, uh, ultimately, that has been the driving force in my life um, for beautiful believers. That is awesome. Now, I want to ask you, even in building, because I know in my journey, I've had my you know fair share of mockers and naysayers and so as you've been building and as you've been consistent I'm sure you've come up against some mouths (laughs) um, that have said something so how have you been able to silence the mockers and the naysayers like what have you done to you know kind of shut that down and keep moving it's exactly what you said. You got to shut it down. You have to keep moving. Um, I, 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 the funny thing is, is that <laughs> I think we're our own worst enemy a lot of times because mm, a lot of times I'm good. the naysayer. <laughs> like, I'm the one that's like, oh, I don't think I can do that. Or I don't right. think God, God, God really want me to do that. And like, there's a lot of thoughts that mm-hmm. I will have about things, that, certain things that I know God has put in my heart to do, but then I'm, I'm doubting whether right. I, should, I should be able to do it. So mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think it's just, literally shutting that down shutting those thoughts down shutting the negative negativity down from maybe other people like if you are experiencing and I always tell people this like if you are connected to people who just are not really seeing your vision and it may not be something that they're like they may not negatively be like saying stuff towards you yeah but they just don't understand what you're called to do it's okay right. to separate yourself from those people yeah absolutely because like you have a you have a purpose you have a plan um that God has for your life so um I think that, like I said, the way I have dealt with it is just shutting it down and yeah. continuing to move on because people, there will always be people, there will always be uh, situations where people will doubt what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ even said that, you know, we would be, um, you know, like this would happen, you know, um, yeah. for doing his work. So like you 
continuing to think about that and know that that's what it is and just continuing to continue to push forward. That's good. You know what? I, I also, you know, I love what you said when you were talking about um, sometimes there are people in your life, maybe they're not necessarily saying negative things per se, but they don't believe. And, you know, they, certain things they might be saying, although it's not outright mean, it's still, it's clear that you don't believe in what I'm doing. And I, mm-hmm. it's, I, I love that because I love to tell people that are starting out that I'm like, it's so important that you test the people around you as far as, you know, as far as just being observant about what they're saying, because when mm-hmm. you start out and you're taking a shot at doing anything that, you know, you, that's been in your heart, uh, it's a vulnerable time. And the people mm-hmm. around you need to be encouragers, need to lift mm-hmm. you up and, and inspire you. And the, the worst thing, the hardest part is of that is that the people that um, are speaking negatively, even though they don't mean to, are the ones that can be closest to us. So the hard part about that, mm-hmm. is, you know, letting that go, that's so difficult, oh. but it's so needed because, yeah, you know, you have to you know when it's time to say, listen, this is where I am. And if you're not there, we can't continue. I love you, but, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to go because I'm being called higher. And that's, that's, that, that's hard. It's painful. It's painful on your end and it's painful for the other, on the other end. But you have to answer the call. You know, otherwise mm-hmm. something inside of you dies. So I love that. I always talk to people about that when I tell them, like, I know you don't want to, whatever, but you're going to have to assess that because if Absolutely. you are in a moment where you, you can't call on that friend or you feel like that friend is going to, you know, let you down or say something that's going to um, defeat you and cause you to want to walk away, you feel like they're laughing at what you're doing, ooh, baby, hmm. I'm going to need yeah. you to reevaluate that. So I love that. I always, always say that. I love that you said that. Now, and just talking about your journey, because again, this is a journey. What has the hardest part of this building this platform been so far? What has been the most difficult thing that you've experienced? Yeah, um, thankfully, we've had the resources um, to be able to do what we're doing, um, to be able to host um, meetups, to be able to have our conference, to be able to support high school students with our scholarships. Yes. we got to talk about that. <laughs> we've, you know, God has blessed us with the resources. I, For me, that hasn't been, and then also, God has also, you know, blessed me with the gift and the talent of like just organization like yes real yes. organization right um so I've, I've never had difficulty in those parts that maybe there are outward things that people may think that may be the hard part mm-hmm. um it's a favorite in so many ways right from so many different sponsors but mm-hmm. the most difficult part that I have faced is internally <laughs> um okay. with you know really believing like and trusting God throughout our entire process, trusting Mm. God for the people that he wants me to minister to trusting God for the, uh, our, our team, you know, Mm. like building out a team of people, developing them. Right. Mm. Um, trusting God in those different aspects, those different areas has been the hardest for me because I am like a perfectionist to a certain extent, especially right. with something like my baby. Um, right. So just, I think just trusting God with it mm-hmm. and just having God like remind me that this is something that he has given me, you know, mm-hmm. this is something he has blessed me with. This is his, right? It belongs mm-hmm. to him. So just being reminded that 
that is what it is and that he's going to work everything out at the end of the day. Um, I think when you're an entrepreneur, when you're someone who is, has founded anything or has started anything, you're constantly wanting to work and you're constantly want to per, wanting to perfect it. So right. humans, but just being reminded that what, what is God's standard for this? Right. Um, right. So I, I think like trusting God throughout the process has been my biggest obstacle, something that I, I'm constantly challenged with that I think that I will continue to be challenged with so that I can learn how to continue to trust them in different ways. Okay. So I want to, I want to kind of, cause you said something that I was like, yes, girl, we have to talk about this. Your scholarships. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, <laughs> the fact that, you know, because there are organizations that have conferences and empower, and that is great. But one thing I love that you're doing in addition to empowering is also giving scholarships to young women. Um, I, I was looking on your website and you had given a scholarship to a young woman, grad, a graduating senior, and you do that each yeah. year. And I was yeah. like, that's so incredible because it's one thing to empower. And I believe in encouragement and inspiring and empowering because you need that for your soul. However, yeah. I also love that you also look into the, the physical part of it, which is you need some money. You know what I'm saying? Like you need some money for those dreams yeah. to happen. So I want to talk to you about two things, like why do this? And then secondly, um, you talked about financially, like your, your organization being good on that aspect. How have you been able to raise funds? How have you been able to give those funds, especially for organizations that, you know, future organizations that might be listening to this, somebody with the idea to start something that says, I would like to do that. What, how do I um, gather the funds? How do I raise the funds to be able to do something similar? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our scholarship um, was definitely birthed from the notion of like my background in um, college access mm-hmm. um, and work at, working with underrepresented students. Um, and I just remember when I was a senior in high school, knowing that I had to go to college, but I wasn't I would I was not the most studious academically right. you know, student back in the days. Um, but yet I was able to because of mentorship that I had in my life, I was able to apply for scholarships and I was able to obtain scholarships before going to college. Um, And for me, that was not necessarily something that I just did on my own. I had people in my corner that were mentoring me, that were pushing me. And Mm -hmm. I think that now at the age that I'm at and the place that I'm at, that we should be, you know, as women, we should be able to be pushing younger women that want to that have the goals of going to college, we should be able to empower them in that way. Um, so our, our laptop scholarship, we basically give away a laptop to a senior girl every year, underrepresented oh, awesome. and forty students. Um, and we're hoping to expand that to about five students each year as our wow. funds continue to come in. Um, but the purpose behind that is, is to help out girls financially. So um, as well as them academically. So we have, we have students who are, have definitely shown us that they have that rigor to mm-hmm. be successful in college, but they don't have to be the straight A students, you know, right, I, right. I, I'm a student, um, but they have to show that they have some sort of desire um, to, to have a higher education. So um, we're excited about that. We're excited about all of our applications that we've received this year. Um, but I'll also say for someone who is thinking about like, okay, starting up an organization and getting sponsors and raising funds and things like that, mm-hmm. it's so important to know what type of organization you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, I knew immediately that we had to be a 501c3 nonprofit organization. There's different types out there. Some people do the LLCs. It's whatever God has like really you know shown to you. But I knew right. for us that we're going to be raising funds. So we needed to have that status. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like the number one important thing I had to learn about all of the whole like process for like filling out IRS forms and all of those things so that we can be able to get different opportunities. Um, There's so many sponsors out there that will honor organizations that are 501c3. If you just have that status, you get a lot of free things. (laughs) Um, So I think that's really important if someone's uh, looking to start an organization um, to be able to help the community. And also being, honestly, before we even had that status, you just have to be someone who's a go-getter, who's a people person. You have to mm-hmm. ask and you have to be comfortable asking people for money. Yeah, <laughs> um, You have good. to be comfortable with going around to different like big organizations and telling them about your organization and be okay with people saying no and then continue to move on and sort of That's some good. people because other people will say yes <laughs> eventually. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that just putting the word out there about your organization is important too because people will somehow identify what whatever you're doing and they will want to donate. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. And I love how um, well-informed you are because a lot of people, um, you know, they want information and I'm like, listen, use the Googles. The Googles will help you. me. Um, And so I love uh, how, you know, you did your research and you continue to do that. And yeah, it's not easy, but you do that. And, um, and you doing that is now helping other women. That's, that's so inspiring. Now I want to talk to you. You talked about building a team. I want to talk to you about your team and so many questions. When did you know that you needed a team? Um, And then also, you know, within this team, you can't just not like we just talked about just with friendships. Not everybody can can be on the team. You know, you need people that Mm -hmm. believe in the vision. You need people that are go getters. So how were Mm -hmm. you able? Because clearly you have a team, meaning you have those in your team. So how were Mm -hmm. you able to find that and um, have people to believe in the vision that you have? Absolutely. Gosh, I knew from the start what type of organization I I was going to have. Some people know maybe if they're having a business or whatever it is. I knew that we were going to be like a nonprofit organization. So being mm-hmm. with that said, I knew I was going to have a needed team. I knew that this was a ministry. And no, I know that not any ministry can be done by one sole person to be able right. to reach There's certain people that I will not be able to reach that someone on my team will be able to reach. Right. Right. Um, awesome. So I do forget that I needed to be able to have a group of women who are going to be able to support um, the ministry and the organization in that way. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely think it's just the women that I, a couple of women that I've had around me for, mm-hmm. uh, for some years that have been actually kind of seeing everything progress and seeing everything grow that honestly, I, I've just kind of brought into my life at that That's time good. where I, you know, where it was developing that have been there with me from day one, you know, of beautiful believers starting. So, um, and I just think it's also people having a heart for whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I definitely think that, also developing those people in your team is a huge thing, like letting them know, because no one knows your goals, know your dreams the way that you know them, right? Yeah. The way that God has spoken them to you. So right. I think constantly reiterating the purpose, the mission, the vision of the organization is so important um, and being able to tie them to my team's skills and their talents and be able to use each team member to the best of their ability so that we can be able to function cohesively um, as a team. That's awesome. I love that. Now, I want to ask you just overall, because I did ask you earlier what the hardest part of your journey. I really want to ask you what has been the most fulfilling part of your journey so far? 
Oh man. Oh gosh. The women, like the, the stories of the women. Yeah. Um, there's so many different women that come every year to our conference. There's so many different women that like we just connect with and like you're planning, you know, a day of just so much that you want to go into so much that you want the women to get out of it. And you don't even really know if it's even going to be worth it. Not until you hear feedback from the people that attend and you get the stories of like their background and how you know this has really shaped them and really helped them like one day you know um so I think it's really just that just reminds me and I always share it with my team after our conference like gosh guys look at all the outpouring that we're getting in like like it just reminds me back to like okay god this is what I'm supposed to be doing okay like right Finding me like this is you know this is this is it God this is what I'm supposed to be doing but that's definitely um, the most fulfilling part because you're seeing some sort of life being changed or being impacted in some way some shape or form and that's what I'm that's what my goal is is to encourage and to empower these women to do exactly what God has called them to do. I love that, Jen. I really believe that you are changing lives clearly through what you're doing. Oh. And I, of course, I'm all about that. Now, I do want to talk to you about entrepreneurship because that's the thread. I've heard that all throughout your conversation, whether it's <laughs> starting Beautiful Believers to then starting She Believes. But then I remember even before all of this, you had this um, skincare brand and it was called Jenny U. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I looked, I was like, hold up, hold up, wait, 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 wait. Is homegirl making her own what? And I looked at it and I was like, okay, wow. So I clearly entrepreneurship has been, is, is in your blood. So I want to know when did you first realize I, I'm an entrepreneur? And then secondly, talk to us a little bit about Jenny U, Jenny U Butters. Like, how did you even start making, what you started, how did, how did that come about? You know? <laughs> Gosh, um, wow. Jenny U. Butters, I started that before Beautiful Believers started. And mm-hmm. when Beautiful Believers um, started, I actually put that on the back burner. It's, okay. like, it's like having a baby. It's like having a new baby. And you just like, you put everything else on hold. Um, but I actually recently started, um, we actually did a whole like redo, like reinvention of like the, you know, the whole label. Um, and we have a line under it that's now called Shade Beauty. Um, I am in the beauty care business <laughs> and I think that wow, I great. realized that I was gonna, like, that I just love everything beauty, you know, I have to do makeup and things like that as well, mm-hmm. um, was at a time where I was not working mm-hmm. <laughs> after college and I didn't have a job and I was just kind of like, okay, God, well, what am I going to do with my time? So I started getting into like the beauty care business, but mm. I will say that back in college, I had a skin reaction to a medication that I took and my skin literally just was so dry and like the dermatologist would recommend me all these different types of lotions and creams but they just were not doing the trick right I was still finding myself having to constantly like you know moisturize myself throughout the day Um, and so my dad you know as every like you know African parent has the shea butter you know Mm -hmm. that really helps and has all the healing um, properties in it Mm-hmm. And he actually will call it Ori, right? And so mm-hmm. he would use that for my skin. Um, but yet it was not in, it was not as soft. I would have to like put it in my hands and kind of like, you know, mold it around to make it like soft. So I was like, I can be actually making something myself <laughs> mm-hmm. to, that smells good. And that's, you know, like 
that's good, that's natural, like natural products for my skin. So I kind of started playing around with that in my kitchen and um, making butters and then started like actually giving the samples to people and people actually really liked it. Um, so um, I started selling that on Etsy. And since then, it's just literally something that just gives me calm, gives me peace. I enjoy doing it. I love like making products for women um, for their skin. Skin and to make them feel confident, who you know who it is that they've been called to be. Um, so I just Jenny Butters uh, is just definitely something that's been making um, has been been transforming throughout the years. So I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be even even able to do that. Um, I think you did ask something similar to like, okay, well, how did I know that's something I wanted to do? Mm. I know I'm not a nine to five person, mm. <laughs> and I'm in corporate America right now, but I believe that I will not be in corporate America for that much longer. Right. <laughs> um, and I just know that entrepreneurship has always been something that I've grown up with and I've seen. Like my dad is a, in real estate, you know, he does that as well as like he did group home. So like I've seen entrepreneurship growing up. And so it's always just been something in me that I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I can start my own business and I can do this and I can do that because I've seen that. So I, I really do think it's important for people who want to go into entrepreneurship to be able to get with someone who's a mentor that's in the area that they want to be in. Yes, and to yes. do those um, business goals. I love that. And you know what, something else that I noticed, Jen, in talking about, you know, taking your shot, I noticed that you talked about, you know, in the beginning, when you kind of came out of school, and you were, you know, in the looking for a job process, and you in the that in between stage of like, okay, God, what do I do? First of all, girl, I, mean, I got so much for what you were saying. I was like, notes, notes, notes. First of all, you didn't waste the time. Like you didn't waste the time. You prayed and you said, what am I supposed to be doing with this time? And in that, you got these ideas and you took your shot. Like you started taking, doing makeup. And I remember, yes, you started doing makeup. I love that. Because I remember you do makeup and you do bomb makeup, if I might say so myself. So <laughs> you did makeup and then you went to... You had an idea and you started doing your, you know, Jenny U Butters. And then you had, you know, you, as you kept growing and you, you know, you got the job, you kept moving and you kept doing, you know, seeking God and, and taking your shot at doing, you know, these ideas. And although like to, to the, you know, to the random person, the stranger on the street, it might look like it doesn't make sense. But even <laughs> as you just stepped down on faith and kept doing it, it's coming together. All of a sudden you're seeing like, I'm a beauty person. Like I love beauty. So whether it's, you know, uh, elevating a young woman in a seat and, you know, yes, I'm putting makeup on her, but I'm also uplifting her, letting her know that she is beautiful, you know, while doing this or making the skincare brand that's going to, you know, help the beauty of a woman or, you know, elevate her, you know, all of that. And then to starting a conference that's speaking to the soul and the spirit and the heart of a woman, you deal with the woman body, soul, and spirit and you deal with the woman's oh. beauty body soul and spirit but it first started with taking your shot and i i just oh. girl that's why i have to have oh. you on here because you so <laughs> embody that and I, I when i say that i admire that about you i really really do you have always been a go-getter and everything i mean i we've known each other since you know college days and so right. I, I, you've been doing this. This isn't new. You know, you've been taking your shot and doing this. This is why it's so important that people just step out because you never know. And I believe that as you've been stepped from now, you let me know, but from just hearing what you're, you've been saying, it seems as if your purpose has become clearer the more you stepped out. Does that, does that ring true to you? Amen. Absolutely. Um, gosh, 
that that word even take your shot is such like you can make a whole conference out of that word <laughs> that phrase yeah. um that is literally you know to me i think a leap of faith like take you know take a leap of faith take that first step you know and see what god will do with that first step okay then he's going to tell you take a couple more steps and then mm-hmm. soon you'll be you know walking fast and soon you'll be jogging soon you'll be soon you'll be freaking racing so i think that the as little as we continue to kind of venture out and trust god here and he continues to give us more and he continues to add on to us so absolutely like i agree 100 percent. i love it now i want to talk about your vision like i want to talk about now that you have, you realize it, that you are all about beauty and, and elevating the woman. I want to talk about where do you see yourself? What is your vision in the next year? What is your vision in the next five years? And what is your vision in the next 10 years, God willing? Yes. Woo, girl. <laughs> um, in terms of the next year, I shared with you about our scholarship. I would love to expand our scholarship mm-hmm. um, to reach more women. My goal in my head, I have the number five, but I know God will just even double that. Mm. Um, my goal is yes, to continue to... my goal is to continue to reach out to women um, in my community um, and find more ways that we can be able to just serve Mm. them, honestly, um, different ways to be able to reach them. What may be working right now may not be working next year. So um, finding ways to be able to continue to reach women, that's my goal next year. Um, The next five years, I'm hoping to expand Beautiful Believers. We have a day conference right now, but I'm hoping to expand that to an actual like two day conference, um, which uh, like a whole day, like whole two days is just so much empowerment and speakers and just I want to reach out to so many more people um and also in terms of like just like business ventures I would love to see myself being able to really just kind of being able to one day just not be in the corporate America (laughs) I feel you girl I feel Um, you I mean I'm learning so much right now but I've always had it in me and I know that there's so much more that God wants to do through me um mm-hmm. so right now it's kind of I'm in a training ground kind of place mm-hmm. um corporate America but I'm hoping that in the next five to ten years I'll be in a place where I'm able to um be 100% fully invested in my businesses and uh beautiful believers organization um and then as well 10 years gosh I would love for God to send me a partner <laughs> to help me yes. do all this <laughs> yes girl yes 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 I I I I have such a big vision for where you know God wants beautiful believers to go and I know that I cannot carry it and cannot do it on my own Mm -hmm. um so I'm definitely praying for like someone who has a similar vision to be able to connect with them to be able to build a life with them and of course be able to have my legacy with my children um I don't see beautiful believers just going away you know when I have kids one day I'm hoping that you know if I have a, a girl I have you know even a boy that I will continue to keep this something that is going on for next generations to come that's awesome. I, I don't, if it's okay with you, I do want to talk. I want to ask you a question. I, I didn't send the question to you earlier. Oh, yeah. but, um, I do want to talk about love and purpose. And um, I want to ask you. A segment on that. <laughs> right, right. I want to ask you what that has been like um, as far as, you know, 
Because when you are a purposeful woman um, and you have a mission and assignment from God, you can't just be with anybody. You have to have standards um, and you can't just end up with anybody. So I (laughs) I wanna know what that has been like for you, how love has been like, how the waiting process has been like, even as you build. What has your waiting process been like? What has kept you? Because, I mean, let's get real, especially when you have the desire to be with someone. Um, and especially when you're building, you're like, it would be nice to have somebody alongside this journey, Lord. So, Lord, so please don't don't yes, take God. your time. Jesus. You feel me? Don't take your time. So how, how have you been able to be patient and trust? I mean, what does your journey look like, girl? Gosh, um, God is a funny God. It definitely has a sense of humor. Um, I think it's funny because back when I was in college was the last like real relationship I was I was in. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of that relationship, I, I prayed to God. I was like, God, I don't want any other boyfriends. The next boyfriend that I want is for him to be my husband. I want it to be my husband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God definitely ran with that. <laughs> Um, and I haven't been in an actual like long term relationship, whatever it is that people call it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in that and it's been over about seven, eight to eight years since okay. since that time. Um, there's definitely been men that have come and that have gone. Um, but I, I think that for me, I've had to. I've had to trust God in understanding that a lot of the men that have come into my life, the answer has been no. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh God, the answer is no. And, you know, and that's been the hardest part about my journey because it's like, I know that I've been called for a very unique purpose mm-hmm. and that not everyone is meant for me to be connected to. Yeah. And, you know, I don't believe in the whole thing of like, oh, there's only one person for me, but I do believe there's a best person for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really do think that God is is being very, very, like, very strategic mm-hmm. <laughs> with the person that he wants me to connect to. And I have to understand that and I have to be patient um, in, in that time of my, you know, waiting for him to do that. But with all of that said... I think it's really important for women, um, especially that women that are trying to pursue God, um, women who are trying to like wait and do it the right way. I think it's really important for us to not just say that I'm just going to wait on God to bring the man um, and he's just going to plop down next to me because I, you know, these are biblical myths that are not even true um, that the church has created for women. I I really do like believe that. And I've been a victim of that for so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been faithful that work is dead. So uh, my place where I'm at right now is just kind of like in the prayer of like, okay, God, praying for my husband, but then also attending functions that there are Christian men at, you know, Mm. Um, where I can be able to connect with men and be able to, you know, actually like, form some sort of relationship with men. I think a lot of times we've been shunned away from doing that. Um, So I think for me, getting in that whole game of like, okay, well, I need to actually get out there and talk to guys Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. and connecting to churches, connecting to small groups, whatever it is, um, functions where there's going to be men that you know are like God, like driven, like driven men. Um, They kind of where I'm at right now so it's actually kind of fun to be able to like get to know different people um but for the most part like I said I've had to hear the word no 
so many mm-hmm. times from God. And sometimes I ask God, like, oh, God, why? Like, why can't it just be easy? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. easy for some, so many other women. It's easy for them. To, you know, they go somewhere and they meet that person and then it's done. They're married. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm like, God, well, what about me? Why does it have to be so hard? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do believe that it's connected back to my purpose, um, mm-hmm. especially with women who are single, um, women who are either divorced or just not, you know, women who are just not married. Um, I think that it's going to, it goes back to my calling um, because I've been waiting, I've been waiting for several years, you know, and I've, and I've done that, um, you know, with celibacy. So I think it goes back to what God definitely has called for me to do. Um, and enjoy being single enjoy that life enjoy growing beautiful believers and what it is I'm, I'm called to do is mm. a really big thing the scripture I would say that I always ha- am shown whenever I'm praying about marriage or a partner is always seek first the kingdom of God yes, yes all that's good that you um so that's the scripture and I used to get mad at that scripture yeah <laughs> like, well, God, I feel you I needed for so many years. Um, and I actually think that you recited the scripture to me years ago. And then, yes, really? you did. You, yes, you recited Girl. it <laughs> years ago. And so you wow. know, like, yeah, that was, I would never forget it. Um, and I just continue to see that scripture, seek first the kingdom of God, all the things to be added on to you. And so that's kind of the story of my life. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. Oh, girl, that is awesome. Now, I, I do want to ask you, did you have to get over? Because, um, you know, in our 20s, we we or in our teens, we have this idea like by 25. Guess what's oh, going to yeah. happen? <laughs> I'm going to live in a, you know, in a white picket fence house yeah. and I'm going to have these little, you know, three little kids running around. So did you have that? And Ooh, how did, did not. you didn't have that? No, I said, thank God that did not happen at 25. Right. Oh, okay. Talk about that. Because if you did have that, how did you overcome that? And why are you thanking God that that didn't happen, girl? Gosh, 25. And in and, and that age, too, it's like when you're in your 20s, you know, you're 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. You're like, I'm going to be married at this age. I'm going to have children at this age. And that's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. If you have your whole life planned out. And that's why I say God is funny. Um, he laughs at us, I think, a lot of times, too, at our, our what we map out for our lives. And mm-hmm. that's not what he called us to. Um, yes, I was that girl. I, you know, I still am that girl that's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to get married at this age. Mm-hmm. I've got to a place now at my age of 30, like, <laughs> totally like new decade Mm -hmm. um where I'm like god thank you for sparing me from meeting someone at this age where you had all of these things you want me to accomplish and you wanted me to begin I don't think I would have been focused to be able to start that if you would have connected me with my partner at the age of 25 or 26 right um there's so many things I I have got to do Mm. while I've been single um that my friends who have married at 25 24 never got to experience wow and now they're like telling me oh gosh you're so lucky you get to live on your own and experience just being able to just get up and go and travel and do anything you want to do and 
you know, it's always something you want that you don't have, right? So like, as I hear those stories from people who are married now, um, it just makes me really thank God for my years, like my 20s, um, and having been able to embrace and live a, a single life, you know, mm-hmm. the Christian woman and get back to travel and start an organization and do all these things that I, I wouldn't think I would have honestly done right. um, would God have connected me to my partner. Um, and I, and I think to go on to the, what else you were saying about like this whole idea that we put in our heads. And I think that it's, it's actually like detrimental to many women when we mm-hmm. think that way, because it stops us from doing things that God may have already put on our heart to do. For example, buying a home. I think there's so many women out there that will not buy a home because they have in their mind, well, I'm going to get a home when I get married. And I was one of those. I was one of those women when I was in my 20s. I was one of those women that were like, I'm not going to buy a house. Like, I'm just going to, well, what if God wants you to have a house? So maybe that house is going to be ministry for you, right? right? Mm -hmm. God has maybe blessed you financially to be able to do that. So Mm -hmm. I think when we put God in a box, sometimes Mm -hmm. he'll show us that he's not a God that can be placed in a box. Yeah, that's Um, good. Yeah, and he's a giver of time as well. So I don't think people need to be worried about what age they get married at anymore. That is good. That is good, Dan. I, I mean, I feel you completely on that. You know, I, I had to learn uh, to just trust God and learn to be content and just be like, you know mm-hmm. what? And I know this. I remember um, I was reading this book, and um, the the author, you know, had asked this question of like, have you ever, you know like thought like there's no promise in the Bible that you'll, you'll, you're going to get married. And I was, I mm. first had threw the book away. I was like, ah, 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 <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, you understand? I'm going to get married. Then uh-huh. I picked the book back up and she wasn't, you know, denouncing, you know, the desire to get married, but she was just like, just understand that that's not actually a promise. And so uh-huh. she was like, you have to learn how to be content in content. Yeah, where you are now. And so and, you know, even in that, you know, because, again, I struggled with that for years because I was like, why? Why, Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? You know, why? Why does my, you know, my life look like this? Like, mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it just didn't look the way that I wanted to look. And he's like, you are on an entirely different journey. And that's why I do not like comparison, because yeah. when you compare your life to somebody else, it's like, oh, they got, da-da-da-da-da. well, that's them. I called them to that mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? That's them. What did I call you to? Um, and so mm-hmm. that, was, that was the first thing I had to like get to. And then the second thing was, you know, learning to be content and saying, you are enough. Like in this moment, I am. Yeah. In this moment, I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of whenever you send whoever you know however whenever the time is I am in this moment content with who you you know made me to be and then thirdly it's just like you know what God I do believe that you have somebody for me but in the meantime between time I'm gonna enjoy my life and I'm not gonna spend days wasting thinking about you know and and it's not it's not that I don't have days where I'm like okay Lord come on I'm of course yeah. I have those days, but then, you know, it's just reminding myself that first of all, you are enough for me. And, um, and going back and, and saying, you satisfy me, like your love actually satisfies me in the deepest part yeah. of my soul, um, where nobody else can touch me, Lord, you touch me in, in those places. And so having to, 
to um to realize that to live in that and to have faith in that even when my feelings want to go crazy it's just coming back to that and saying like i'm in the right place i'm doing the right thing no my life doesn't look like anybody else's because it's not supposed to look like anybody else's and when the time is right god is going to you know we're going to meet and when we meet um it'll be a glorious thing but for now i'm good you know so i i I feel you on that, girl. We, I, I could talk to you for so long. Like I said, I admire you. I genuinely do. I admire Thank what you. you are doing. And I really think that you're out here changing lives and we need you. We need what you're doing. So thank you for your consistency. Thank you for uplifting other women. Thank you so much for what you do. I want to ask you, um, where can we find you online? When is your conference? I know you have uh, She Believes is coming up again. So when is that? Oh, God. You can give us more information for those. Unfortunately, yes. I'm not in the DMV area anymore and I miss it so much. But for those in the area that might be listening, where can they find out more about this information? When will it be? All of that. Give us the goodness. Give us the tea, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amen. Um, it's been a blessing to even be able to speak um, about these things that God is really using young women like us to do, you know, yes. at our age and time. Like, it's, I mean, come on, it's amazing the things that God is doing, right? Yes, Through it us. Is. Um, yes, it is. But our conference is literally in two weeks. <laughs> like, oh. from today, really two weeks. Um, it's going to be May 4th, Saturday, um, mm-hmm. in downtown Silver Spring, Maryland, at okay. the Civic Center. Um, so we're just going to have a wonderful day from 11 o'clock to 2 p.m. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have food. Um, we're going to have a photographer there taking pictures. And we're also having a clothing swap. Um, so ladies can bring clothing and get something new in return. Um, as well as just a lot of fun networking and meeting new people. Um, we're really excited about that. But we're also online. So if you want to connect with us um, online um, to learn more about our scholarship opportunities, we are on Instagram at Beautiful Believers, Beautiful with two L's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we're on Facebook as just Beautiful Believers. And we also have our website www.beautifulbelievers.org um, and then I'm also on Instagram my IG name is love Jenny U that's the U the initial U um, and I would love to connect with women from anywhere and speaking of that I know you're not here anymore but I would love for you to be a part of our conference in the very near future so look out for <laughs> oh, I would <laughs> love for information because we need women like you to empower other women I really do believe that what you're doing is just it's needed um, in this time, in this age, to equip women to to take a shot, to trust God, to to walk that um, that mile with God and see what He does, He'll do for them. So I would really love if you can come speak to the Our Lady um, in the near future. So we'll connect about that. <laughs> yes, girl. Thank you. I'm excited about that. Thank you. I am so happy for you. I'm so excited about what you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show, girl. Um, and I can't wait. Thank you so much, Amem. Hope you'll have me back. Yeah. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> yes, of course. I sure, sure, sure will. Thank you so much, honey. I'm your traveler, traveling. You 
you guys, I hope you were blessed by that conversation because I certainly was. She left us with some nuggets, some nuggets, some gems for us to chew on for, I believe, first first years to come, honey, for the rest of 2019, if I say so myself. She really uh, was incredible. And I really hope that you were blessed by the, our conversation. If you were, I'd love to hear all about it. I'd love to hear your takeaways. Let me know. As you know, I'm on Instagram at Emma. I'm on Twitter at Emma. And I'm on Snapchat at Emma. Now, if you say, I don't do social media, girl, I got you. You can send an email at takeashotpodcast at gmail.com and we can talk that way as well. As you know, I love you and I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. Bye, guys. I'm Traveling, traveling